What's going on, family? What's going on? What's going down? What's shaking? Welcome to Jonathan Souls Podcast. <laughs> this is Jonathan Souls speaking with you now. Family, I have the premier voiceover personality on the interwebs. Somebody who hails from uh, middle America. We're talking about Milwaukee. We're talking about somebody who not only has made himself a force to be reckoned with in the voiceover industry, but is reaching back and expanded the services that he offers into coaching. Not only is he a voice actor, he's a coach and he's an author. I actually uh, purchased this book, uh, Steps to Voiceover Success. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Earl Hall. How you doing, sir? Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Good, man. Good, good, good. Now, uh, it's, it's funny, man. I was telling you off mic that I actually started following you before you did like the daily uh, you know, podcasts where people would kind of, you know, hop on the chat and ask you different kinds of questions. I mean, yeah. you know, from what I read in the book, you started, uh, I guess, part-time doing voiceover work in 2006. Is that correct? Yeah. It's been that it's been over a decade at this point. So what was the, what was the main gig? Oh God, I've had so many. Um, I've <laughs> had several jobs, uh, before I started doing this full-time. The main one that I had was as a uh, bus operator for the city of Milwaukee. Okay, okay. There's a very famous uh, drive-time radio personality whose name escapes me who did the same thing. And uh, okay. I can't remember, but yeah. So, uh, all right, so you were so you were doing that. You were working for the uh, Department of Transportation. You was doing this uh, part-time voiceover thing, I guess, in your basement? Yep, I had a home studio in my basement. And so, I mean... Did you have any mentors at that early stage in your in your voiceover career? I mean, were you just like a babe in the woods? I mean, tell me about that that period. Well, I mean, initially starting out, um, especially going back to the mid two thousands, early two thousands, there there wasn't a lot of what you would call mentors okay. um, available. There were other voice actors um, that I would speak to from time to time, but as I started getting more into this and fully focused on it there really still yet weren't a lot of mentors that could really, I feel, give me the direction that I felt I needed. So it was more, I didn't study voiceover mm -hmm. as much as I studied business development and marketing. Okay. I knew I had the talent for voiceover. So I didn't need to learn how to do voiceover because I had spent you know, my time and due diligence doing that. So what I spent most of my time on was learning how to build an actual business. Wow. 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 So when you started voiceover, your focus wasn't necessarily, you know, the technique and, and, and so forth. It was more or less the marketing and, and the business, the administrative part of it. Correct. Okay. All right. Now, mm -hmm. uh, in the time that you've been a voiceover uh, a actor, do you find that other uh, prominent uh, voiceover actors have that focus or is it mostly on like equipment setup and mic technique and that kind of thing? That's pretty much it. I mean, usually when people look into getting getting into voiceover, it's not a lot of looking into how to build an actual business. It's more so what type of microphone should I use? What type of DAW or digital audio workstation should I use? You know, some different coaching on how to actually do a performance on the mic, you know, script interpretation, things of that nature is what people mostly focus on. But the thing that is severely lacking and the reason why 
so many people, in my opinion, aren't that successful in voiceovers because they don't focus on the actual building of the business. They never get to that point. And they look for a lot of tricks and scams and schemes to try and do it when this is nothing more than a business. This is what it is. It's a business. Mm. You would almost make it sound like the skills that you teach are transferable to another industry. They're transferable to every industry. It's about business development. It's one of the things that I say more so than anything to new voice actors or voice actors that have been in for a while is that your number one job as a voice actor is to get the client. There is nothing more important than that. This is going past, do you have the skill to do it? You know, going past, do you understand how to process an audio file? This is once you've gotten past all of that. The point of all of that is to hopefully build a business, not have a hobby. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. You know, it's interesting. There's a, an explosion, I would say, of podcasters uh, coming up uh, nowadays, probably in the last, I don't know, maybe five to 10 years or, or so. Um, mm -hmm. Have you seen a, a similar explosion in terms of the people who are interested in voiceover? Well, I'm one of the people that's encouraging it. Um, I'm encouraging people, especially those that are in my groups and people that I coach, just like, look, this is a new age and a new era. Most of the people that we see in voiceover, they've been here for the last 20, 30, 40 years. Mm -hmm. And they're teaching things that are absolutely not relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. They don't work anymore. They're going back. And like, for instance, the home studio is the future of voiceover. Years ago, if you wanted to get into this industry, you had to have an agent. You had to be able to go into a studio either in New York or L.A. And if you weren't in New York or L.A., you weren't going to make it. Hmm. Well, it's totally that industry has totally changed. As a matter of fact, a lot of what I call the old heads in this industry are rather upset that times are a changing. Hmm. And it's the new voice actor that's coming up that if you don't have a firm grasp and understanding of social media, how to use it to market and sell yourself, you're going to lose. Okay. Okay. So if someone is interested in voice acting, <laughs> there's kind of like, uh, three, I, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but there may be three places where you could put your money. You could put your money in equipment. Uh, you could put your money maybe in, uh, I guess, coaching, you know, for, in terms of technique and everything, or you could put your money in like uh, learning how to market the business. If, right. If, if, how would a person, you know, how would you advise a person to, to move forward with those initial investments? Yeah. If, if you're starting off at square one, I mean, a microphone in the range of anywhere from 200 to $500 mm -hmm. is going to work for you for a very long time. Um, a lot of voice actors, and, and this is where people get into trouble. People get into trouble because they, they get to a point and say they're not getting work. And the industry will say, well, if you're not getting work, you probably need more coaching. So let's tighten up your voiceover skills. That's just a mistake. Mm -hmm. That's not why you're not getting work. They also want to invest more money in a you know, $1,000, $2,000, $3,000 microphone. They think that's going to be the thing to get them over. It's not. It is the individual. It is not the, the, the strategy or the tactic which you need 
you know, you do need these things to in order to understand how to develop a business and how to get work. But the success or failure, whether you're a voice actor or anything, is completely 100% dependent on you. Hmm. And when you become extremely self-aware of who it is that you are, the sky is the limit for anything that you want to do. But we get conned into thinking, oh, well, I need, I need more voiceover coaching. I need better, you know, whatever. That's not normally the case. Hmm. It's, it's you. Okay. Uh, in, your, uh, in your videos uh, on YouTube, you make a point to say uh, that, you know, marketing is, is a top skill that you have to develop. Uh, you also talk about some of your earlier, you know, early successes. I remember uh, in one video in particular, you were saying that you were getting a lot of work from China. And yes. so uh, with your students in your coaching sessions, do you find that they're doing uh, more work internationally, locally, nationally? Can you call it's it? It's all over the board. It's it's all over the board. The 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 question that you're asking me is kind of to the point of what I was making earlier. Uh -huh. People want what I call an easy button. Hmm. Oh well, if Earl says I should go international, oh well, I'll try and get more work international. Oh well, if Earl says I should go local, I should get. You can get work anywhere. Mm -hmm. Where you focus is what grows. Period. Okay. Where you focus is what will grow. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, in in growing any kind of a business or developing any kind of a skill, I think a lot of us run against that frustration wall. We wanted to hurry up and and and, and work, and you know, mm -hmm. we wanted to, mm -hmm. you know, we want to see some kind of sprouts in the seeds that we plant. Uh, yeah. Was there a point in your career since 2006 where you kind of got frustrated, wanted to throw in the towel? I mean, how did you overcome that particular period? Well, it, that happened to me several times. Um, things started really kicking off for me about four years ago okay. because that's when I got serious and that's when I got focused. But I tell people, and it took me three years to go full time. Hmm. So I tell people, look, if you're not, if you're starting off today and you're looking for something to happen in the next 30 days, it's not. Um, if you're not willing to put in the next one to five years of doing this, quit today mm, okay. because you're going to go through ups and downs. And if you can't handle that or don't know that that is a part of the game, regardless of the business, if you're not willing to dedicate the next one to five years, quit now okay okay uh, i've interviewed some people who are in game development i've interviewed yeah. a ton of people who uh are um you know they're creating animation um when people think voiceover they usually just think of like commercials um you know what other kinds of fields uh you know can a voiceover artist you know look to uh you know look to get into well, there's a plethora of them. And I mean, the gaming industry and the character industry is wide open because you've got, I mean, app developers that are out there making, you know, games for our iPhones and Androids all the time. And all of those places need voice actors. You've got to know how to tap into them and find them wherever they are hiding out or wherever they are. And one, let them know that you're available. You've got, as far as the different genres that you were asking about, I mean, from commercial to character to e-learning to explainer videos to narration, documentaries, audiobooks, um, other sorts of apps. I mean, it's there's 
so many things coming into fruition right now or coming into existence right now, even on the realm of AI mm. is coming. You know, so there's a lot of different things that someone that has an appropriate recording space and knows how to do voiceover, there's going to be some things that are just going to be wide open here not too long from now. Okay. Well, they already are. Okay, okay. You know, a lot of the people that I follow on YouTube are basically uh, entrepreneurial. They have entrepreneurial bend. And yeah. uh, with the economy the way it is and people are saying that college is a scam and, you know, the, 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 whole, the whole economic environment is shifting. Um, yeah. Amongst the people that you associate with, do you see a rise in entrepreneurship, whether it's voiceover or other industries? I see a rise in people wanting to call themselves entrepreneurs, but not truly entrepreneurs. Okay. And what I mean by not truly entrepreneurs, you've got to, if this is what you, whatever entrepreneurial bent you have or whatever business it is you want to go into, if you're not putting all of your effort there, it's not truly entrepreneurial. It's like a side hustle type of thing. It's like just something I'm interested in. If it works, it works. For a true entrepreneur, it's only this thing. This hmm. is the only thing you're focused on. You can't breathe. You can't do anything but this. And that's what I think separates the entrepreneurs from the entrepreneur wannabes. Mm. Okay, so a person with a full-time gig who wants to become an entrepreneur it sounds like he's working 16 hours. You know what I mean? That's what it sounds like. I tell you what, and I can repeat this verbatim so quickly. It's like I did this for two years. I worked a full-time job. I had to be at work at 7 p.m. I worked from 7 p.m. until 3.30 a.m. Got off at 3.30, got off at 3.30 a.m., came home Went to bed at four, woke up at seven to take my kids to school, dropped my kids to school by eight, came back to get in my studio to work from about eight to 11, took a nap, got back up to go pick my kids up from school, came back, which was at about 3.30, got back home, worked from about four to about five, took another nap, back at work at seven. That was my life for two years because that's what I wanted to make happen. That's what I wanted to make happen. I didn't take vacations. I didn't, you know, there was very little alone time as far as like just watching TV or Netflix. There was none of that. I was committed to building this. And that's what I, I committed my life to that. And I knew when I started on YouTube, it was already in my head. I knew where I was going. I just hadn't, it just hadn't materialized into reality yet, into physical reasons, into physical existence. But I knew where I was going and what I wanted to do. And now I'm here and now I've got higher goals. Mm. Wow. That's amazing. So was there, was there a, a point where you looked in the mirror and said, yes, this is what I want to do. I got to put the time in. Was it a slow? Yeah. Okay. No, it was, it was all of a sudden it was one day I was basically waiting to um, go to work. And I was like, I was at that point where, okay, I can do this for the rest of my life. I can retire from this job and make good money, um, which I was. I was making very good money. Mm -hmm. And I just all of a sudden realized I'm not built for this. Mm. I don't want to do this. I do not want to do this. 
you know, it's like, and so what do you want to do, Earl? Well, this is what I want to do. And so that's what I did. Amazing. And I committed. I mean, I had a conversation with my wife. I, was like, I literally had a conversation with her. I said, I need you to give me two years. I need two years of I'm not going to be around a lot. I'm not going to go to family events. I'm going to forget birthdays. I'm going to do And we have four kids. Wow. And I was like, if I don't do this at this point in my life, I will never do it. I was 45 at the time. Mm. I just turned I just turned 49. Okay. And I was like, if, if I don't do this now, I'll never do it. Wow. I need you to give me the time. And she graciously did. Not one day did she complain. Wow. Not one day. But she knew me and she knew my, you know, tenacity or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. as far as with what I wanted to do. And so she gave me that time and space. So obviously your, your wonderful wife gave you this emotional and, and other support that you needed. Did Absolutely. How- how did it impact your, your friendships and, and other things? I mean, did you have to have a similar talk with uh, other folk or did you just no, not show up? I just didn't show up. I didn't have a similar talk. I didn't, I don't carry, I don't have a circle. Okay. I don't have a big circle. So it wasn't an issue. Okay. That's amazing, man. That is amazing. I mean, I think that, uh, I think that uh, you definitely, um, are showing several aspects of, of the success that you're bringing to the table. One, uh, you kind of made sure that the home was straight, you yeah. know, that, 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 that the wifey was on board and everything. I'm sure the kids yeah. understood and everything. Vital. And Vital. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you had that. Now there was a time where you, where I think in one of the videos you talked about uh, the kids running around and um, you know, I guess there wasn't agreed upon time where they would kind of chill out so you could record. That was early. That was in my early, early days okay. where they would, you know, it was, it's hard to record and you've got toddlers, you know, mm-hmm. you can't stop them. You know, mm-hmm. they're going to do what they want to do. Okay. And so, you know, I had to work around that, but every voice actor that has a home studio goes through that. Goes through that. Yeah. Now it's funny, man, I'm, I'm going through your book and I'm, I'm looking at your initial setup. You had yeah. the electro voice RE 20, you had yeah. a Mackie board. Uh, you had yeah. a, you, you said a voice strip, a vocal strip, a vocal it's a strip. Vocal strip. Yeah. What is that? It can be anything. Uh, a vocal strip just adds enhancement to your voice. It could be a lot of different things. Is that like a, the, like I got a, uh, I, the reason why I bring it up is because I think I got a similar setup. Uh, okay. You know, so I was like, Oh, wow. And then he said, if you clap and you can hear the echo, I, I clap. Yeah. Like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Horrible. So, Horrible recording environment. And I didn't learn that. It took me about three, four years from the beginning to learn that uh-huh. and couldn't figure out why my recordings were. But, but that goes back to the beginning where I was saying there weren't many mentors. There weren't many people talking about this in 2006, 2007. Right. Let's let's get into a little bit of the uh, initial equipment setup. I mean, people who are just starting this, they want to explore this or they feel committed. You know, their their cost of entry, thank goodness, is lower then years ago, mm-hmm. you described yeah. studio time and the whole bit. So yeah. uh, I think I got four mics in the house right now. I got a, uh, the first one I ever bought was the, uh, the uh, Audio Technica AT2020. Um, me too. That was my first mic. Wow. Yep. That's before I knew the difference between like uh condenser and uh, <laughs> uh, dynamic, <laughs> and yeah. dynamic and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Phantom Power, what's that? You know, kind of a thing. And yeah. uh, so now I have uh uh, the uh, electro voice re20 i got the uh, dbx um 
286? Uh, 286 uh, S, you know, with the little noise gate and so forth. Yeah. Uh, I live in an apartment, so that noise gate was crucial. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's a vocal strip, by the way. Oh, okay. I figured. Okay. And and what I started doing was, and I kind of got this from uh, the ACX uh, videos from uh, Amazon Audible. I got a, uh, a H4N Pro to record into. So we're recording okay. like directly into that now. And uh, Skype is feeding through the, the thing. So, okay. I mean, so in terms of an initial setup, um, I watched your videos. You talked about blankets and towels and things. Can you go into a little bit about that when you first set up your your home studio? Sure. That's, I mean, the only, the reason I use the blankets um, or the comforters is because you do not want to record in a space with flat surfaces. Yeah. That's why you get the echo. So you put up, you know, blankets or comforters around you mm -hmm. to make what we call a dead space. There mm -hmm. is no echo. Yeah. It's just your sound. And so, you know, obviously that's not going to keep out any external noise, like on the street or something, okay. but what it will do is deaden your sound so that you sound a whole lot better. Gotcha. And because of that, and the, the most important thing that you can work on is your environment. Mm -hmm. You can have the best mic, but if you've got a crappy environment, you're still dead in water. It still sounds like crap. Gotcha. So I tell people, you've got to pay attention to where you're recording. You can go in something as simple as open your closet door and go in there with all the clothes and record. Mm -hmm. It's a world of difference. It's yeah. a world of difference. So th the most important aspect is your environment. After that, you know, if you're just starting, the the USB technology is so amazing at this point. It's rivaling all the other stuff that we use. Mm -hmm. You know, so you you go in and you spend two three hundred dollars on a on a condenser mic. I mean, you can even get the AT twenty twenty condenser version. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you spend about two three hundred dollars on a mic to start out USB. And you're pretty sad. Yeah. 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 Um, we're going to wrap up and I appreciate your time. Um, sure. There's several sites that you have uh, that people can avail themselves to, to find out about uh, coaching services, uh, get your, get your book, things of that sort. Um, what mm -hmm. sites should they go to for coaching services? For example, it's just steps to voiceoversuccess.com. Okay. 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 Now I have your book which is, I think, a Steps to VoiceOver Domination. Let me see. Let me go to my Kindle. What uh, color is it? It's uh, the yellow <laughs> cover. <laughs> that's that's Next Level VoiceOver Domination. That's yep, my latest that's book. It has everything in there that I've ever taught is in that book, wow. from how to do your setup, voiceover, getting work, and also the philosophy behind what I believe is the philosophy of success. Fantastic. Mr. Hall, it's been an honor to have you in the program, sir. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Yo, family, what's going on with you? I hope y'all dug that interview. This is Jonathan Soulspeak with you now. I want you to support my brothers and sisters by following them on social media and going to their website and picking up that product so we can stop focusing so much on issues and start focusing on building industry. For more episodes, go to JonathanSoul.com, J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N, soul.com and of course I'm on social media I'm on uh, it's Jonathan Soul at Twitter, Instagram uh, Tumblr uh, subscribe on iTunes subscribe on uh, SoundCloud and I'm, I'm over at uh, Black Spot as well, that terrific Facebook competitor, listen family I love you guys and I want all your dreams to come true 
And my dreams can't come true without you. And yours can't come true without me. So let's support each other. And let's build this thing together. I love you guys. Peace and love to you and your family. Till next time. Yeah.